Welcome to the only podcast for piano teachers just starting out, Piano Teacher Primer. My name is Angela Toon. Keep listening for the prime pro tips you can use with your own students right away. Welcome to the Piano Teacher Primer podcast. Today I have on my friend, Laura Francis. <laughs> She's got her beautiful piano behind her. She teaches piano and cello, and she has a unique perspective I'm excited for her to share with you today. So, um, Laura, introduce yourself and tell us some things about you. Yes. Well, I was born here in Utah, so I'm raised here up in Cache Valley specifically. And, of course, I have an amazing supportive husband. I think as piano teachers, I mean, we need the need that support to do everything we do. And so we've been married for 33 years and we have four children. Most of them have left the nest. I've got a baby still at home. My baby's 17, but anyway, and um, yeah, I've just, I just love teaching. And when I'm not teaching, I enjoy playing my cello. I just love spending time with my family in the great outdoors, love nature, hiking, cooking, always like to be learning something, reading when I have time, but yeah. So that's a little bit about me. That is so awesome. And then, as you know, my podcast is kind of geared toward beginning piano yeah. teachers, but we do have piano teachers of all different um, stages of teaching um, all along the way. So, but we love to just hear how you got started. So tell us how you got yes. started teaching and if you want to tell separately piano and cello or yeah I think from from the time I can remember music has always kind of been part part of my my life um my mom was really into music she actually majored in music education vocal organ at Utah State so I kind of it's just kind of natural to kind of just go go that route too. started piano at around seven and love that. Just have always just loved music. Started the cello at 10 and then just kept doing the lessons all the way through college. My teachers were just so inspirational. I think that's part of why it just got me so excited just about music. And I'm, and I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. And so when I found out that I could actually major in teaching piano, I was just like so excited, just so passionate about it. And well, wonderful thing is that my high school piano teacher actually did a pedagogy course for her senior students to kind of mentor us in into it. So I want to hear her, more about that. <laughs> yeah. So she knew a lot of us. She asked all her. We had the group lessons once once a month. And she's like, oh, for for the senior year, how many of you all would like to learn about teaching piano? And I'm like, oh, I'm all in. I want to learn how to do that. And so Every time we'd meet once a month, the class was more around the pedagogy. And then we'd teach in her home. She had a room with a piano. We could teach there. We could use her music library. You taught so in her home? I taught in her home. I also taught at my home because, of course, but, and then I also travel taught just a little bit. Of course, I was still in school, really busy. So yeah. I was just teaching a little bit. But I mean, that that first lesson, I was just hooked. I'm like, I want to do this the rest of my life. So. Oh, so cool. So did the teacher give you students? Yeah, she she would help. Yeah, she would help us find because people, you know, she was so full. She's like, oh, this would be a great way to, you know, help help us get started. So and then I decided, well, I want to I want to go into it. So I went to USU and 
did the whole piano pedagogy thing and then just kept playing my cello and orchestra, taking lessons. And so I kind of say my cello is my sidekick. <laughs> it like kind of kept me, kind of kept me sane through all that craziness, as you know, through, through all that piano, it kind of relieved my stress to just play in a group and, and, mm. and continue that, continue that to be part of my journey. So I like that. I would say, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So playing with a group because, you know, solo piano can be, it can, it kind of be lonely. And so my mom really felt like I, she really wanted me to pick up a cello and pick up an instrument that I could play in junior high, high school, college, and be part of making music as an ensemble and develop that, that skill a little bit more. So, and my aunt played the cello, my aunt, Laura played the cello. Oh. So it's like, well, now Laura's going to play the, play the cello, which I was totally fell in love with that too. So are you named after yeah. her? Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. cute. And I even used her her cello when I got started. So she had an extra cello. So that yeah. is the cutest. That is such a cute connection yeah. with your aunt. Yeah. Aunt Laura. So. <laughs> My sister's <laughs> name is Laura, actually. I love that name. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's so wonderful. That's kind of where my, a little bit of my music background and how I got started. My high school, um, my teacher through middle school and high school got me really, really involved and got that spark going. That is fascinating. Yeah. And I really have a, uh, yeah. And I really have a heart. So to, to mentor those, you know, high school kids that really want to get into teaching. So I've I've done some courses with my teenage students kind of and that has been, oh, so fun to just like get them excited, give them some skills so they can feel successful and confident. So, yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. That, same with me. Like somebody asked me, how many, how many kids do you think you've taught? And I'm like, oh, by now it's got to be like hundreds and hundreds. And it really wasn't, it really wasn't as much as I thought it would be because, you know, you start them and then you have them. And when I had little kids, I didn't have a ton of students, you know, I just had like 15, 10, maybe. And then, and then, you know, you just have them at least I, for my experience, I had them a lot of long term. So I felt like I was teaching a lot, but it was, but it was a long time. And so it really wasn't a lot of kids so it's kind of fun to have to be teaching teachers and to think that their students are being benefited and that they maybe wouldn't have been teaching without our help and it's really exciting it just feels exponential and expansive to me absolutely you can just pass it on to to the next generation your love for it and then you can and it just passes on and on and I think it's so exciting that you that you're doing this. And I'm, I'm appreciate the opportunity to share and encourage however I can. Good. Good. Okay. So tell us kind of what your studio looks like now you're teaching piano and cello, right? So obviously I started, you know, graduated from USU taught up at the conservatory. So a lot of my stuff was just up at the university. Um, and then when I started, when I thought about having children, I'm like, Hey, I want to be home. So took the studio home, became, you know, the independent studio, just focused on piano, starting having kids like you, I maybe taught five or 10 students for quite a while, homeschooled some. So, I mean, the focus was the family and keep, keep the passion alive with piano, but, but keep it, you know, smaller until the seasons of life change where you can do more. But, and that's where I got introduced to college students because I was adjunct faculty at USU and I would teach the non 
piano majors. So that's my first experience with Ooh. adults, which <laughs> I had a few that were really, that were really serious. But most of my experience was they're thinking easy credit, let's just go take the piano lesson. And so there was just really a lack of motivation, you know, they're, they're busy. There's not a lot of time to practice. I just felt like, well, cause they're focused on their other instruments. So I can understand that. And so I think early on, you know, I'm so passionate. Oh, piano's everything, my life. And, you know, I think that I had a hard time realizing, wait a minute. Okay. This is just a small part of their life. And I had to like have reasonable expectations. And so I think that part of partly played into while my first experience wasn't overly positive. So I never, I never uh, sought out teaching adults as a, and plus a lot of them, we're kind of the same age too. You know, we are all kind of college age and I don't know. I don't think they took me serious. Maybe. I wonder. <laughs> but, but so for the most part, I wouldn't say that was, I, I felt like I'm wasting my time. I want to teach people that are serious. I don't think I, at that point saw the value in in teaching adults and that they can learn to, and to, I think I was just in my box of how I'd been trained and with the school age students. And that was just really where my passion was at the time. So I, and that's really where that's the most people that want lessons are the kids Yeah, in my area anyways. Yeah. So that was, so I kind of just said, I'm just going to focus. If an adult comes to me, yeah, I'm probably just, yeah. If they really want to, maybe, but then they would always kind of fall, fall to the side after a while. And so I would say now, I, and I started adding cello in probably about seven years ago. So I did not teach cello. I didn't, I didn't have a degree in cello. I don't even know if there's a teaching, a pedagogy degree. It's more of a performance degree. And I never, <clears throat> I didn't have time to do cello performance. So oh. I thought, well, I'll just get mentoring from my professor. So he kind of walked me through some things and it's like, okay, well, I'm playing. I have skill. I'll reach out to my professor when I have questions about certain things. But I think because I had the pedagogy background in piano, a lot of it can just be translated over into teaching cello students. So I started diversifying a little bit. I'm like, oh, I'd really like to, to teach cello too. And it's just nice to kind of do both. And so yeah, that kind of breaks it up. It breaks it up. Sometimes it's like switching back and forth. It can get kind of a okay, little crazy, but. but do you been... have some like piano, cello, piano, cello? Oh yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I'm like, you know, the finger numbers are different with the cello. Oh so yeah. Sometimes I'll be, okay, now put your fifth finger on the D and they're like looking at me like, uh, yeah. I don't have a fourth, five. This is the fourth finger <laughs> on the cello. And like, did, did oh, they grow okay. another one or? They're like, what do you, okay. I just got done with the lesson. Okay. Let me put the cello teacher hat on you. <laughs> That'd be hard. It's like yeah. speaking another language almost. You got to just switch. Yeah. But it, it's, it's been great. And yeah. So now, you know, I, I've grown a lot. I've, I'm in the season of life where my kids were, you know, so busy with their extracurricular activities and jobs. I'm like, well, I've got more time to teach. So especially when I started adding cello, I, and then I got serious about my website, like advertising a little more word of mouth, things just kind of, just kind of went crazy. So <laughs> right now on my roster is like 65 students. Yes. Oh my goodness. But now adults. Does that, uh, does that include your pool of adults? I would say 80% of that would be school-aged. 
25 percent would be my school aged five to 18 and then about 20 percent i would say is adults wow that's awesome and so yeah that's a lot dang so that it i mean i love it but it's good i don't teach on weekends you know protecting the family time and not burning out because it would it's easy to burn out Mm -hmm. and i also just played cello and i played cello and orchestra oh fun I'm part of the Utah Philharmonic Orchestra. And so that just kind of lets me focus on something for me. So I'm in a choir for that. I I, choir day today. I get to go to choir tonight. Yes, Thursday. My husband drive all the soccer today. Yes, my husband's been the Uber driver for so much. You know, our (laughs) schedules as teachers, we run into all those afternoon hours and our kids need to get places. So, Uh yeah. So wonderful. Then they can drive themselves. It that has been a huge thing. So yeah. I have I have a lot more time to teach, and I've just kind of been really throwing myself into that. And that's wonderful. Tell us about your adult thing that you do, because when you told me a little bit about this, I'm excited to really hear it in detail. I was like, wow, that is a yeah. great idea. So I would say, so you know, I kind of straight, kind of just left the teaching adults for probably 20, 25 years. So I've been teaching about 33. So it's only been in the last probably seven years. And it, in 2017, 18, I thought, you know what, I'm going to try out one of these like lessons.com or thumbtack. I'm like, why not diversify? Just see what, what that does. You know, word of mouth is the best, but why not just, you know, see what other students are out there that might find me that way. So I started getting a lot of adults through those platforms so i thought oh my okay i'm either gonna embrace the opportunity or i'm just gonna just not interested and i thought well you know what adults want to learn let's let's give this another go (laughs) and so i said okay but i don't want to do what i've done so i need to i just need to see them as a i think the key was talking a lot to my husband about like billing, like scheduling, how, how there's got to be a different way to work with adults because they have busy lives. They're just a different population. So I've got to get creative here. And I watched some webinars about teaching adults, like learn from other people that are doing it. So I think just realizing they they come, some people, some adults come with a music background already. Some are just beginning. They have busy lives. They're in different you know, phases of their life. Some are really busy with children. Some are seniors. They're looking for to pick back up lessons that they left off as a child, or they're they're very beginners looking to to just have a have a hobby. And so, and I admire them so much because how many times do we hear from adults, "Oh, I wish I could play like you. I wish I could take piano." But the ones that actually step up and do yes. it, I'm like, awesome. So I think that, yeah, definitely. And then, and then they're, they're looking for lessons. So they're definitely serious about it. You know, yeah. the, the money, they want to commit their money, their, their time. And so I thought, well, let's, let's just look at this differently. So I thought, well, I'm going to do... So kind of how I do it is they reach out to me. We do we do a trial lesson because I really want to I really want to understand what what they're in it for because then I can really connect and feel if I can support support their goals 
a lot of them come with very specific goals like music they want to play. So I kind of ask them long-term goals, short-term goals. Tell me about your music background. What gets you excited? What do you hope to do? And so then I feel like I really make a connection with them on a personal level. And then they know that I really, I really care about them. I want to support their music journey, whatever it may be. And so still a believer in the, and giving them the skills they need to be successful, but I have to really be careful to <laughs> balance that out. You know, and I ask him, I kind of ask him to assess, you know, after a month, how has this been for you? Is it, is it what you thought it would be? Are we going the direction you were hoping? And so I think always kind of checking in every so often with the adults mm -hmm. is, is really, has been really successful. That's and if I so need to good. tweak, if I need to tweak my teaching or, you know, how are you feeling about this piece? Just all those different those different questions I that I would never ask before I was just yeah. like here you are we're doing this you know and I never really took thought to what my adult student might want out of it so yeah because that's what we do with the little kids we're in yeah. charge this is what you're gonna do we're gonna follow this and that but yeah adults they they're drive. we're co-driving we're taking exactly. turns yeah that give and take and they trust me it's like okay well you said that you want to play for Elise, you know, usually that's like, you know, they, those big classical. Okay. So, and of course I believe in arrangements. If they're going for the full on version, okay, this is what we need to get there. But also I'm very open to arrangements, which I didn't used to be because I'm like, no, it needs to be the original. But then I realized, but, but if they can just play our arrangement, they get just so excited, you know, and it yeah. inspires them and we'll get to the original eventually. So just knowing their goals and what they need, like technique wise or whatever it is to reach those goals. And then they learn to trust me and they see their progress. And so, yeah, so the trial lesson and then they say yay or nay. And then it's the only commitment. It's not a long-term commitment like the tuition-based students, you know, and I feel like I've been able to have flexibility with how I bill and do it with adults because I have a very strong base financially. So I can't, I don't look at my adults as a, as a, to stabilize my finances or my, or pay the bills. So it's like, That's I've good. looked at yeah. it. Oh, this is, this will be bonus. This is, this is savings, whatever I want it for. So I can, I can be more flexible. I can hmm. not have to lock them into a time and charge them a tuition. So that got me thinking, oh, we'll do a four lesson package. They'll just buy four lessons. And if they love it, then we'll go another four lessons. If they don't, they're like, yeah, actually, this wasn't what I was thought it would be. And I'm going to stop now. Then there's just no commitment. There's no feeling bad. Or the only really policy I have is I need a 24-hour advance notice. And so, and I decided to not lock them into times. So I look at my schedule. I use my music staff. So I just decided, hey, you know what? These couple times in the evening and these times in the morning or afternoon, maybe I put 10 slots on there that they can go in and register for. So if I were to lock them into a slot, then only one person can use that slot. So I thought, well, let's just open it up and they'll, they buy their four lessons and schedule them whenever works for them. And adults love that flexibility. They really appreciate it. So... Wow. So I think That's that I so answered fun. kind of, yeah, the question on that, the packages. And yeah. 
and they can go on there and schedule one. Some of them just like, oh, this week, Monday at, you know, one thirty works for me. And in the next week, it'll be Thursday at six. And so it really allows for them to take care of their families, changes in their job situations. It's like, I'm able to accommodate that since I'm not like needing, needing the finances or needing to lock people into a, you know, a certain amount of money, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then so, if you have a cancellation of another student, you can put that as open. Yeah. It pops it open actually automatically. I don't even, I try to like let them just take the responsibility. So it's really cut down on my admin time. They just go in, Oh, I can't do this. It pops open. Another person can just get on there and schedule their lesson. And did, did they get to it from an email or did they just go on your website? Yeah. When they, when they, after the trial lesson, they decide they're like, yeah, I'm ready to, you know, go on this journey. I send them a link so they can log in and then they can see the calendar. And then I have them specifically marked, you know, flex lesson or adult student only. So no, so, you know, none of my other students would, would can take those. So, okay. And there's very pretty organized and laid out and they just go in and once they've used their four lessons, then, then I just bill them for another package and they can take more than four. I have some that, Hey, I really want to be consistent. I want every Tuesday at 1.30. So they go in, they can buy eight at a time and they're recurring events. So they can just go on and schedule all their aid if they really want consistency. So it allows for consistency, but it also allows for a, a ton of flexibility. Yes, but then you're not managing all that flexibility with a billion texts. Which is so nice because, you know, right. admin even with just 20 or 30 students, admin can, the communication, the admin can take a lot of time. So I just really wanted adults to feel like they're, you know, they're in charge. Mm -hmm. They can, they can come when they want to come. There's no pressure from me. They don't feel bad when they have to cancel because yeah. they've, I've locked them into a spot they said could work. And so it's, and they realize, I say, you know, Brilliant. if you only, if you only have a lesson once a month, your progress may be slower. So depending on your expectations and your goals, you might want to come more often. And But it allows people to have seasons. Like I'll have some that are really consistent in the fall. Then their children's sports things get going and they're coaching. And so they'll maybe drop off for two or three months, but then they'll come back because the lessons, I've made it where the lessons don't expire. So when they buy four and they only use one and they don't, I don't see them for six months, those lessons are still there on their account. And that works for me. Other yeah. teachers that teach adults might let them expire, which is, I think it's all personal what works yeah. for each individual teacher. So that's, that's just how I work it. They're there forever because I want to yeah. encourage them. I want to yeah, encourage yeah. them to come back even after a year. I've had some that kind of get really busy. But then after a year, they've had kids, you know, their parents for the first time, all the, they're like, we don't even have time to sleep. So, you know, <laughs> piano's going to drop off for a couple years, but yeah. they'll come back. I, my door's open. I welcome in, you know, welcome that is so in perfect. capacity. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And to hear more of the capacity of my music staff, because I hear of other teachers that use that, love but it. to hear of some of those, some of those, um, capacities that it has I'm like wow that is so interesting yeah and it's a good I mean I used to be with um my music teacher's helper oh that sounds the funny. size of my studio it was like 50 bucks a month dang they based it on how many students you had and mm -hmm. so I started looking around I'm like I still want something that hosts my website that 
I want to automate as much as I can with lesson reminders. It sends out lesson reminders, text reminders, invoices. I'm like, okay, so I found my music staff, $14.99 a month. It doesn't matter how large your studio is. Oh. And it, so I'm giving a plug for my music staff. <laughs> but it has been amazing. We'll I have them send I, you some royalties later. There you go. I need some, yeah. Send me some free like merch, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll advertise for you. That's good. But yeah, it's been, a, it's been wonderful for my situation for what I need. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well, let's just move into the last portion I always yeah. do at the end, which is your top three tips for beginning piano teachers. And you've had experience with this with your own students. So that makes it extra fun. Yeah. So tell us what you would say. Yeah. Being a veteran. Yeah. I had a, a dad come in the, uh, the other day and um, to, to meet me and he's like oh how long have you been teaching and I'm like oh about 30 years he's like wow you're a veteran and I'm like <laughs> oh I guess I am a veteran Ooh. I mean that's that's great but I'm like oh that also kind of makes me feel old I don't want that I don't want to feel <laughs> your old. students start saluting you at the door <laughs> I'm like, don't call me Mrs. Francis please just call me Miss Laura it makes me feel younger that's cute <laughs> but anyway um I would just say I think these are, could be things for any age of a beginner or any age of a student, no matter how long they've been playing. Um, as far as um, a tip for me, don't be afraid to um, teach differently than how you've been taught. Hmm. Yeah. You know, especially being classically trained, it's easy just to think everyone needs to be doing, you know, these certain things. And so. I think being able to think out of the box for our students and what they need from us, you know, lay mm -hmm. those foundation skills, but don't get too stuck in. If something's not working, don't be afraid to look and learn from other teachers. Like, so another tip would be have mentors be with, a t you know, join your local uh, chapter, you know, join, you, you know, MTNA, like ask questions. Like I've learned so much from, like teachers like you listening to podcasts, webinars, just keep learning and be open to just think outside of the box and really tap into your creativity. Because sometimes I think we get so entrenched in how we've been trained that I don't even know that we're reaching into our own creativity to find like our personal style and how we do things. And it just might be what that student needs to really unlock them and, and get, get them excited. And so my other tip would be... Beautiful connect. I really think connecting to our students as a person mm -hmm. and not just a, someone on the bench that we're going to just open up their brain and just stuff knowledge into. It's just like, <laughs> I want to know what excites them. I want to, I want to know what they do outside of piano. What are they into? And, and just really connect on that personal level. Cause then I think that we can really then find what gets them excited about music and I mean, for me, the goal is to just inspire that love of music and find what's going to catch them to keep them in music for their life, whether they, you know, our students go on to get degrees in piano and become teachers themselves. That's amazing. But honestly, most of our students are, they're just coming to, you know, for, for various reasons, you know, parents might want them, they need to know music, but I just want to find that thing that's just going to keep them enjoying music their whole life, no matter where it takes them. So, yes. and being yes. patient, 
just being a patient, encouraging teacher and every student's individual and they all learn at different, you know, speeds and just to enjoy the journey and not feel like, oh, there's always this destination we've got to get to with a student. It's just like try to be present in the moment of the journey of the day when they walk in the door. What do they need for me today? Maybe it's not scales first off or warmups. Maybe they need to tell me something that happened in their day and be able to share it with me. And then we can move on into the lesson. So that is so (laughs) beautiful. That reminds me of a quote from Francis Clark. I don't know like exactly if I'm going to say exactly perfect, but first we teach a person and then we teach music and then we teach piano. It's something that had a Yeah. I love that. I love that. I tried to really live that it's easy to get caught up and there's times I have to remind myself why am I doing this what's the purpose you know so and then we get to be inspired by other teachers and hear their stories and it just I mean I just feel so I mean to think that I get to teach as my job you know it's a lot of work don't ever you know how they say oh if you love your job you'll never work a day in your life but obviously we work hard but turns out work is work but we work hard but it's so rewarding and so Mm -hmm. fulfilling I just can't imagine uh my life without you know music and being able to just teach and enjoy my students so at any age at any age an adult and I would say now I love teaching adults I have done a 180. I used to be like, never. And now it's like, oh, I really like, I get excited when I'm like, oh, adults reaching out to me. What journey are we going to go on? How can I best support them and get them excited about it? You become really good friends. And yeah, a lot of times they're like, well, you're cheaper than therapy. (laughs) (laughs) They come in and they want to talk about their life. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, is there anything you wanted to show me? They're like, well, actually, you know, this happened to me. And and they feel like, you know, I want to listen. And so, yeah, yeah, not a lot of times, but there's definitely some students that are a little more chatty. And I try <laughs> to like, just if that's what they, if that's what they, they need, mean. if they need someone to listen to, to, to them, then I'm there for that too. But I had an adult student come and like one of her really good friends had just passed away. And so she was a little, she was, wasn't sure if she was going to come first of all. And, and I just said, it's totally up to you. And, and so she decided to come, she was a little teary and we talked about like expressing the emotion through her playing and she was playing this beautiful, I think it was Chopin. This was years ago, like lots of years, but, um, yeah, it was a beautiful healing experience. And I was so glad that she came that day so that we could share that moment. I love that. That's so, that's so much what it's about. And mm-hmm. teaching them how to, ex- yeah, they can express themselves from music. I mean, students at any age, but yeah, adults definitely are sometimes looking for that, mm-hmm. that space to just get their feelings out. And so finding the music that gets them excited. A lot of them want to learn how to improvise, like getting them to really tap into their own emotions and creativity can be really exciting. Even though I'm a baby improviser, I feel like a lot of times I'm learning along with them, which is kind of, and I'm vulnerable. I'm like, Hey, you know what? I'd love to go on this journey with you. I'm still learning too. And so they don't, they, they see me as someone, you know, I'm not like just the teacher and they're the Mm -hmm. students, like seeing them as equals and because we are equals. And as far as we're adults with life experiences, and I want them to, 
to know that, yeah, I might, obviously I have more knowledge. That's why they're coming to me, but I don't want to feel like I'm ever talking down to them or, you know, I just want to really meet them on that. And and sometimes I'll have an idea of something to share, but I'm like, it's probably kind of little kiddish. So I tell them, this is what I tell the little kids. And then maybe it sticks, you know, maybe it's something, maybe it helps them, but rather than talking down to them, I frame it like, this is what I tell the children. So if it helps you, there you go. Yeah. And some of them are like, oh no, tell me. Well, what? yeah, exactly. How do you do that with your five-year-olds? Okay. Well, if it can help you, I will definitely tell you how I do it. And they're like, oh, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The cat and the dog, whatever works. Exactly. Adults like little tricks too. They do. Absolutely. And you know, all of us are in a lot of ways, still children at heart, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's just like not being afraid to like, like you said, share something you do with your younger student, because that might just be exactly what they need to understand something, you know? Yeah. I love that. That's great. Oh, Laura, you are the best. I knew this would be amazing, but it just exceeded any expectation that I had. So thank you so much. Thank Thank you so much for the opportunity. And thanks for everything you do to just inspire other teachers. It is my pleasure. Yeah. Good to be with you. You too. Okay. Are you having as much fun with this podcast as I am? Are you getting some actionable tips? Help more beginning piano teachers find us by leaving a rating and a review. On Apple, you just scroll down to the bottom and click on the stars. And on Spotify, you click the three dots near the top and click rate show. Also visit AngelaToon.com for free videos, downloads, courses. Together, we'll change the world one student at a time.